Welcome to another episode of the Fuel for Your Journey podcast, where it is our mission to bring you empowering and inspiring topics and conversations that will fuel your journey. Laughter and music are good for the soul, so we like to start off each broadcast with a song that will get you moving on the inside and the outside. The host, Debrada D. Sally, a.k.a. D. Life's Mentor Coach, and today's special guest will be right back. Enjoy. It was meant to kill me, sin to destroy me. And I thought that it would, and I thought that it should, cause I messed up so many times, I went left when you said right, I'll understand if you wanna let me go, let me go, let me go, but you held on to me, and you wouldn't let me go. And what the enemy meant for evil, God has worked it out for my Welcome to another empowering episode of the Fuel for Your Journey podcast. My name is Dee Sally, and I am your host. I'm excited to join you back again. We are continuing our series called Meet the Authors, and we had we are interviewing the Graceful Seasons Anthology co-authors. This is our second episode of the series. And today we are welcoming new author, Lena Maria Dennis. The name of her chapter is I Have to Die to Myself So I Could Live Again. Amen. Amen. Lena Maria Dennis is 65 years young and is living her best life. She has been married to Bruce Owen Dennis Jr. for 24 years. Her passion is her God-given talent, As a seamstress, for the last 15 years, she has been a successful business owner and CEO of So So Sassy Inc. Prior to this, she worked at the Social Security Administration for 25 years. Along her journey, she has struggled with many life challenges. If it had not been for the grace and mercy of God, she knows that she would not have been able to endure them. Lena cherishes each day as a gift 
and knows that her latter days are already and will continue to be better than her former days. Welcome, Lena Dennis, to the podcast. Hello, Lena. Hi, good afternoon. Good afternoon. How are you? I'm excellent. How about you? I'm doing good, doing good. So um, I'm glad to have you on the podcast today, and I've already um, shared with the audience a little bit about you. Is there anything else about you, you know, that you'd like to share that we um, first may all, not have been mentioned before? First of, all, first of all, I want to thank you for inviting me. It's an honor and a privilege um, just oh, to be able to share part of my life with anybody, especially if it will help them. And I'm sure it will because um, Satan is busy, very busy, and we don't even acknowledge it or recognize it sometimes. So, mm-hmm. yeah. so, so true. So true. Yeah. So without giving all the goods from your story, please tell me, um, tell me, not just me, tell the audience a little about your story, your journey, and what exactly does I had to die to myself so I could live again mean? Well, I really... Um, I think about my first memories as a child, and um, we don't. I didn't realize how much my childhood impacted my adulthood, and everything that happened in between was predicated on my childhood and how I felt back in the day when I was growing when I was growing up in the fifties and sixties. You were not allowed to speak your mind or even have a mind, really. You know, um, the way we were trained and brought up, the word of God says to teach your child, um, erase them up in the ammunition of the Lord, but I grew up in the ammunition of Mary Helen and Leroy. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. And it was, do as I say, but don't do as I do. So it was very confusing. um, And then it was three of us, three girls, and we were all raised from the same cookie cutter, and that was confusing because I knew I was not like my older sister, nor was I like my younger sister. So it was just confusing. As a child, I was very confused. Wow, and and having that um, type of thorny foundation from the beginning, how did that impact um, your journey and um, bring about what you share in your story? Um, Well, without having an identity, I was the middle child, and they say that has an issue all by itself. I guess that part of that must be true, too. But, you know, I didn't have any identity. I didn't know who I was, or uh, I knew the things I liked to do. But um, in my family, whatever one did, the other did. Whatever. I was a Girl Scout. I did not want to be a Girl Scout, okay? (laughs) For what? You know, I lived off of North Avenue or North Avenue. What was I going to do with that skill? However, since my older sister went, I had to go. And I guess my younger sister was blessed because she was too young. But anyway, um, I, my older sister went to a certain school. I had to go. Um, so it was like molding into the same person, but I was not her. Um, wow. 
And so I felt unloved because I, I didn't know who I was. I didn't know what love was. I grew up in a household where the marriage was interesting and awful. Um, although my mom and dad were together until I was like 18, it was a tumultuous relationship. So I didn't have an example of anything called love. And well, without love, sure. we learned to, excuse me? No, go ahead. And then not feeling love, I tried to supplement that with other things, stealing, lying, mm-hmm. <laughs> sneaking, and I'm talking about like from five to ten. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. It, it, I guess it's true that um, it's extremely important, uh, the straws that are foundation are built upon because they affect the remainder of our lives. So, you know, you and not just you, many of us are an example of that. So what was your greatest lesson that you learned along your journey as it pertained to the season in your life that you share with, with the readers in the Graceful Seasons Anthology? I know now that I am a gift. I was was born into the world. I was sent here as a gift. I know that I was only on loan to my parents, but I belong to God. I'm connected to God. I had to get an identity, and I got that from the Word of God. Um, But in between time, it was drugs. That was the worst. It was uh, illicit um, relationships. Oh, my gosh. I mean, you think that drugs are the worst thing? Drugs, are t- to me, now I know that was just a sign and symptom that there was a deeper root issue. And when you have holes in your soul and you don't even realize it, but you know something is missing, you will reach at anything or grab onto anybody or um, just be haywire going every which way doing anything to try to compensate for that. And um, I used drugs and did not start using them until I was in my late 30s. Well, I mean, I smoked weed in college and, yeah, but um, hard drugs. And then you, you start on one and it leads to another. That part is true, I believe. So, hey man, I believe yeah. it as well. So, and it, not just for drugs, like you said, anything that we try to use as a void filler, you know, we start with one thing and it eventually leads to many other things that get out of hand. Yeah, so true. I mean, for somebody else, it could have been shopping, a shopaholic, gambling, um, eating, overeating, um, mm-hmm. be having a Behavior, behavior, um, yeah, but all of those things are a combination of something else being not right, wrong, or incorrect, off balance, however you want to put it, a hole in your soul. So true, so true. So how has your life changed for the better since God victoriously brought you um, out of living um, – a life on drugs and, and those other void fillers. How has your life changed? I remember so plainly. I was about, I used drugs from my late 30s till I'm going to say 50 years old. Um, I, I was a functioning addict. I worked for the federal government. I was a manager. Um, 
in one day, after 25 years of being with the government, I just heard plain as day, it's time to go to leave because they had got so bad. They, I was not on record as an addict, but I had the behavior. And I'm sure at that time I was looking like it too and acting like it. So um, it was time to go. I gave them a two-week notice, and I resigned. Um, even though I did do my 25 years, I considered it as resigning. Um, a lot of things happened in between there, job-related. It was not good. But um, it didn't hold me back. I remember being um, on suspension for AWOL because the drugs had really become my life. And if it was a choice between going to work and the drugs, well, I was going to choose the drugs. But both times that I was out on a um, suspension, I got promoted because when I did go to work, I was an excellent worker. I thank God for that. Um, finally, towards the end, God, um, I have stopped and started so many times in between this 30, late 30s and 50 years of age. And each time I would stop for two years, but I'd go back. Uh, the last time I remember, I started doing drugs again so I could lose weight. Are you kidding me? I lost a lot wow. more than weight. Yeah. And, I mean, God say, plain as say, no, not this time. You are going to the end. You will not die, but this is it. You are going to the end. So I felt like, oh, my God, she gave me permission to do drugs. But it mm. got so weird. I got so weary, and I got so, like, just over it. You know, it was no fun anymore, and I had to come to the end of myself so that yeah. God could give me life and I could oh. live again. Amen. So, you know, what advice would you give to someone who is in that same type of season, you know, whether it be drugs or some other void filler? What advice would you give to that person who may not know, you know, who wants to come out of it, but they don't know how to? I would personally, um, I've never been to rehab. I've never been to um or any drug program, uh, although I was court ordered for a minute because I had um, I had several drug charges, drug related charges, but never did any jail time. And so, I would tell them to find a place, and for me, it was the church. Find a place where you can be still where you can be loved on, where you can be um, filled with something positive and good. I think love is the answer to everything. When people feel um, like they're um, accepted, when people feel like they're in, not so much important, but they matter, that you have something that somebody else needs, wants, or you can be valuable in society, it may be just to let somebody like this, let somebody know your story so that they can know they're not alone and they're not any different from yeah. anybody else, you know. But you've got to identify your band-aids. And you have to realize that everybody has a story. Most people just don't want to reveal or be authentic or be vulnerable. But if we all would talk Honestly, we are all more alike than we are different. So, so true. And, you know, I mentioned in the first 
when I spoke, sat down with the um, first author, that, you know, it really is power, like you said, in sharing your story, you know. Um, and I refer to the scripture that we are overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Amen. You know, God, God doesn't allow us to experience things in vain, you know. Uh, whatever comes our way has to get authorization from him in order to affect us. So, you know, he's not going to just let that happen and then just walk away from us and leave us. He said he would never leave us or forsake us. So it's so important to, you know, ask God to get us to that place where we, you know, do not fear sharing our story for his glory. And that's what the whole goal of the Graceful Seasons Anthology is, is that Despite um, the authors having experienced certain downs in their lives, they were not all downs. They were also good times. But along their journey, um, God was always there leading and guiding, even when it didn't look like it. He was always there leading, guiding, comforting, and directing. And it's um, the goal of this particular anthology to share that, to share that with the world. Like you said, to comfort someone, to let them know that they are not alone is nothing new under the sun. And so um, we're excited. How how do you feel about um, becoming an author, Lena? Oh, dear, I just want to add, it's amazing to me with all my flaws, with all the mess that I went through, mainly stuff that I, I did. You know, not mad at anybody else, but I lived by the choices I made. I don't care who else was there. I chose to do whatever. God still loved me. It's great to know that he is omnipotent, omniscient, and omnipresent. He didn't miss anything, and he still loves me. He still acknowledges me as his child. He still loves on me even, even now when I'm not just so perfect. And then to know that I will never be perfect, but I'm supposed to strive for it every day, I get daily benefits and blessings every day just to be alive, to wake up. I'm just overjoyed about it. Um, Excuse me, I forgot what you asked me. Forgive me. No, no, that needed to be said. Yeah. That needed to be said. Somebody needed that. It is a blessing to know. Yes. Yes, you can't make any too many mistakes. It's just like acknowledging that you better walk in by faith, not by sight, not by your past, not by what they said, not by the he's and the she's, but by what God says. When you find your true identity, and I found mine in the word of God and how much he loves me, then I learned to love myself. I'm a queen. I'm a queen. Amen. I'm the apple, apple of his eye. You know, I'm royalty. Yes, you are. I'm connected to Jesus. I'm connected to God. I took on God's DNA and his identity. I walk in, I'm made in his image, and I purpose to walk in his image. So that would be my first and foremost, go to God. He will accept you as you are. Yeah. Yes, well, you know what? We have truly been blessed today by uh, the presence of co-author Lena Dennis and the portion of her journey that she has shared with us. Uh, we are looking forward to reading your chapter. Um, I personally have read it, and I was truly blessed by everything that you have shared. <clears throat> I shared on the first episode that it's amazing how you can know someone for a period of time 
But until you sit down with the person and you ask them to tell me your story, you will be amazed at what you find out about them. And you, that allows you to see the wonder, the grace, the mercy, and the love of God by what we are able to see in others, the things that they experienced along their journey and how God turned those things around. So we are excited to have you as part of the Graceful Seasons Anthology, Lena, and we're looking forward um, to moving forward. And the book will be available very, very soon. We're looking, we're actually looking forward to getting out there and sharing with those who um, either attend our book release or even those who attend or listen to radio interviews and things like that. So. Um, I'm excited for you, Lena, and um, I look forward to continuing this journey with you because we know that although we have, ex- even up to now, we have experienced something, things, but the story is not over. Amen? Amen. Amen. So thank you so much, Lena, for taking the time out of your busy schedule um, today to take some time to chat with me and to share about your chapter within the Graceful Seasons Anthology. And we. Um, Thank the listeners for tuning in and listening to Lena's chapter, um, listening to Lena's chapter story. So, Lena, tell the listening audience where they can connect with you, whether it be on social media or where um, what have you. On Facebook, Lena Dennis, uh, so so sassy Inc. So so sassy, and um, Instagram. Dresses by Lena, and email lenadennis5 at gmail.com. Amen. Uh, This has been a great um, opportunity to have this discussion with you, Lena. Thank you so much for coming on. Hope you have a wonderful and a blessed day. You're welcome. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Fuel for Your Journey podcast. Listen to past episodes on YouTube. Stay connected with us via Facebook and Instagram. Follow the at sign, the letters F-U-E-L, the number four, the letters U-R-J-R-N-Y. Connect with the host, the Breda Sally at www.deelifmentor.com. Again, that's www.deelifmentor.com. Until next time, remember, keep your tank full by staying connected to our greatest source of fuel, God's word and a personal relationship with him. meant to kill me, sin to destroy me, and I thought that it would, and I thought that it should, cause I messed up so many times, I went left when you said right, I'll understand if you wanna let me go, let me go, let me go, but you held Hell no.
And what the enemy meant for evil, God has worked it out for my good. 